0: Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. My name is Tim, and um, the topic of our podcast today is the Portland Foot Fetish Murders. Uh, It's about serial killer Dayton Leroy Rogers. He was a uh, psycho who killed up to eight women in the Portland area back in the late 1980s. We are going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds but before we do, let me introduce our panel. I am joined by the very lovely and talented, the Queen of Mean, the Empress of Evil, the Mistress of the Macabre, Satan's Dirty Little Secret, pill Poppin', penis lovin', Brandy. How are you, Brandy? I'm all right, Timmy. How are you? Absolutely well. I'm very fine. fine. Thank you. <laughs> are you sure? Yes. yes. All right. I'm happy to be podcasting. Good. I'm always excited on days in which we record. On podcast day? Podcast day. It's It's podcast
3: Monday. It's It's really the only thing that gets me through Monday.
0: It really, me too, man. It is the only, I mean, like, these uh, two or three days a week we podcast are like the highlights of my week, which is a sad uh, commentary on my life, but, you know. It's like Rex Manning Day. Do you know what Rex
2: Manning Day is? Mm -hmm. No. What oh my Rick? gosh! Haven't you ever seen Empire Records? They get all excited because it's Rex Manning Day, and Rex Manning is coming into the store to sign records, and they're no. so excited. No. no, I know you guys suck because you're old. But I thought yeah.
3: Rex Manning wasn't he a quarterback for the Chicago Bears?
2: Yeah,
3: uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, but anyway, no. you're not here yet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but was your weekend
2: okay, Brandy? My weekend was good. I went and saw Casey and the girls. Oh, and how we, is Casey? Casey's fine. Casey's fine. And how is Georgia? They're good. Georgia.
3: Joe.
2: Georgia. Georgia makes Georgia and her best
0: friend Whole make all these little videos that I get room. to sit and watch. So. Oh really? Golfing videos? No. No. Just Georgia, little, of course, little is little best your, friend. Your niece who's yes. eight years old professional golfer. Right? Well,
2: I don't know that she's professional. Oh, but, but she's she's a she's very good. Highly ranked amateur. Yeah. She's golfer. very, very good. Yeah. But she her and her you know, they make little girl videos where yeah. they're, you know, hugging and jumping and you yeah. know. Yeah. Okay, that's so it's very cute. We
0: had a good time. Well, I'm glad. When's Casey going to come in and see us? Because I know some of the our female listeners are big Casey fans.
2: Yeah, which is somebody said something about his sexy voice, and his wife got on there and just said, "Ew." <laughs> well, she, you know, well, when when I don't think your voice is sexy because I don't know when you're. You
0: know, sometimes know. you don't recognize greatness when, when you
2: hear it drone on and on and on.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm also joined by the uh, moral Mm. compass of our podcast, the most dangerous man in podcasting today, the very honorable Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel?
3: I'm a little sore today, Timmy. Oh, my God. A little sore. Why why, why are you sore? Uh, You know, the Mrs. Colonel was upset about the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, was she and, rooting for the Atlanta Falcons? She was
3: rooting for against Tom Brady.
0: She don't like Tom Brady? She
3: hates Tom Brady.
0: Oh. I'm sorry to
3: hear that. And then she got home and was all depressed, and then she made me cheer her up. Uh, how
2: How did you cheer her I'm up? I'm calling shenanigans. Well, this she did not happen. She
3: makes me cheer her up and he, I
2: thought
0: maybe he left the house
2: or she something. She makes me do he dirty swept.
3: stuff, <laughs> Timmy. Dirty, dirty stuff. Like, like sweep the floor, to, empty yeah, the dishwasher. Yeah, vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Back Yeah.
0: Let's, you know, well, I'm sorry you're feeling sore today, Colonel. But
3: uh, you know, I'll be all right. I you, mean, you're, you're, you know, I bounced back quick. He was
2: scrubbing
0: the floor and his back hurts. That's all it is. Well, you know, I'm glad that you're soldiering on and um, able to be here today for the podcast since uh, you blew off Friday and we were only able to do t- release two podcasts last week and disappointing thousands of our fans.
3: Thousands?
0: All right, maybe three or four. But okay. I'm sure somebody <laughs> cared <laughs>
3: Yeah. No, I uh, we got I, I went to I I did I had a great weekend because I went to my niece's house who was having a Super Bowl party,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, I got to see my newest uh, great niece.
0: Oh, okay.
3: And my nieces were all there, and I loved to see my nieces, and then my great nieces and my great nephews were all there, and they okay. all a bunch of fun. So okay. like so it was a good family. weekend.
0: Uh, I'm glad you had a good weekend. Let's um. I want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support us on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash historydweebs. um, Where you can give a little, you can give a lot,
3: or just a wee tiny bit, Timmy.
0: Yes, everything helps. It uh, helps us pay the bills and stay on the air, and we certainly appreciate it. Let's be honest, we're going to do this podcast whether anyone gives anything or not. Helps keep the lights on. But it does. It does uh, uh, help uh, defray our costs, and we certainly appreciate all of you who support us on Patreon. And that includes Alicia and Chip, who are our longest uh, uh, sponsors. They've been with us the longest. Thank you very much, Alicia and Chip. And Chip, buddy, I'm working on your podcast suggestions, so I know it's been a while, but hang in there, we've got it coming up. Jen Moyer, Jason Dykes, Jason thank you very much. Brandy McBride, thank you Brandy for your support. Diane Student from the uh, podcast History Goes Bump, thank you Diane, I listened to their latest episode yesterday and it's wonderful as always. Amber Trevino, uh, Annette Petray, who by the way I I, uh, ordered some uh, soap from Annette I know you, both of you have as well mm-hmm. And uh, I got I, it this week And it's just um, you know An ama- amazing product and I'll tell you
3: uh, what, I don't even wear the body butter to work anymore Why is that? I can't get through the damn lobby I got women. women groping me nope. Women coming uh, okay. after me nope. Did you get any body butter?
0: I didn't get any body butter But I got some of her soap And, and, and uh, the stuff is just uh, Great, I mean it makes you feel great Makes you smell great because uh, you know, I don't, I don't bathe on a regular basis, so yeah. I, yeah. you know. Uh, so when no, you
3: do, soap so is it's important. Special, it's yeah. important, but no, soap no is kidding.
0: clutch. <laughs> uh, n- n- I'm not just saying this, uh, her products are just wonderful. And um, if you would like um, to find mo- out more about uh, the products that Annette offers, then um, check out her Facebook page at Obsessively Calm. Um, it's great stuff and uh, she's a great person and um, really provides a great service and the prices are very very reasonable so check out obsessively calm Uh, also like to thank Lise Leslie Hagar Amber Scoville thank you Amber Jahara we got a chance uh, Brandy and Chuck and I to chat a bit this weekend with Jahara She's crazy. Too. Uh, she's over there in Italy, and she—I uh, feel bad because she had given me some suggestions a while back, and I'm terrible, folks. If you give me suggestions, you have to kind of keep reminding me because I'm really terrible about writing things down. So, um, um, but Chahara, I owe you one. So anytime you—if you come up with a suggestion, let me know what it is, and I will work on it uh, immediately. Thank you, Johar for your support. Andrew Hap, of course. Andrew's been a very uh, loyal sponsor uh, to us for a while now. Thank you, Andrew. Brittany, Irvin Martin. Thank you, Brittany. It's very sweet of you. Joe Hopkins in New York City. Uh, thank you, Joe. Melissa um, Mon, uh, I'm sorry. Melissa Montoya. Thank you Melissa. Uh, Mandy Swanson. Jennifer Siemens, of course, and her mother uh, Linda, and Jennifer's son Hunter. Thank you guys for supporting us. Bridget Clavey, who I think was in Chicago this weekend for the last podcast on the left uh, live event, and sounds like she had a great time. Bridget, we hope to get to see you at CrimeCon in Indianapolis this summer. So uh, thank you very much, Bridget, for supporting the podcast. Of course, Cindy Lou has been a longtime sponsor of the show. Thank you, Cindy, as well as Heather Poole. And, of course, our friends Charlie and Allie uh, at, uh, from the Insight Podcast. Um, they got a great episode up right now, new this week, that I'm going to check out tonight. Thank you, Allie and Charlie, for supporting the podcast. And also uh, Rudy the Wonder Dog. Thank you all very much for supporting us on Patreon. If you would like to support us, please go to Patreon. slash historydweebs for details. What about TJ? TJ, yes. I'm glad you uh, remembered, Brandy (laughs) because my list, I forgot to update my list. TJ is our latest sponsor. Uh, a great guy, and we're glad he's a fun guy to have on the group. And TJ, thank you very much for supporting us on Patreon.
2: I got your back, TJ. Cheers. Well, you know what? I, I found you. out
3: a disturbing fact. Speaking of Rudy the Wonder Dog. To okay.
0: Me. Well, uh, we need to get to the story. So. No, you maybe. know what he's doing now? What?
3: He's a Patreon sponsor at Insight.
0: He is. Rudy's yeah. baller. Yeah, yeah Rudy I'm, is I'm a
3: baller. Not, I'm not sure. I told him I'm not sure I'm good with that. Hmm. Because you know that's kind right. of why right. that's a it's a great uh, podcast. It's like East Coast West Coast, you know. It's not like is, that at all. No, the, yeah. I, Me and me and Ali are locked so, in not. a blood feud, Timmy. Well, yeah, she will kill feud. you. Well, I know she will. But yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. Just because you could, just because you're going to get killed, doesn't mean you can't get into Allie a. Allie, of course, feud with is in
0: Australia. is going to be joining us at CrimeCon, or we're going to get a meet her at CrimeCon. We're looking forward to that if she is not banned she's not banned from the
3: country, yeah. If they had, if they, if we had uh, any good border security, they would not let that woman in. Yeah, the yeah. country.
0: All right. Let's get on to the story: the Portland foot fetish murders, the story of serial killer Dayton Leroy Rogers, three, three names. Three names. Three names. Dayton Leroy Rogers enjoyed women's feet. Well, who doesn't? Gross. Uh, not I, um, Colonel. So um, I guess that would be the only one in this room that would be you. You're nasty.
3: I like women's, I like everything about women. They're soft. They're... I don't want Not you, it. devil. I'm not uh, talking about you. It's a little hurtful, but okay. Anyway,
0: he loved women's feet so much that he would eventually start sawing them off his victims while they were still alive. I don't love anything that much. Well, I just think that would be, oh, totally, I just sure. think it's totally inappropriate to do that.
3: I'm pretty sure you'd chew off a, <laughs>
0: well, it depends.
2: Okay. Hurtful. I'm sure it was going to be something totally hurtful. Well.
3: Okay. Be serious. This is
0: a serious situation.
2: Be serious. You're well
3: goddamn right it is. Somebody cutting people's feet off, that ain't nothing to joke about now. Exactly. If, now, was he cutting both feet off? We going to yeah, get into that? We're going to get into that it automatically
0: makes you taller than they
3: are. <laughs> well, you know, it reminds me of that story that I once met a man with no shoes who was complaining. Mm-hmm. He had no shoes. And then I ran across a man who had no feet.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And you know what I did? What? I took his shoes because he didn't need them, Timmy. That's an amazing, <laughs> amazing story. This
0: is a, this is a, this is a, a violent, this I mean, edgy or
3: seat type serial shit right there. So That's what that it
0: was. Kind of straight up. I'm trying. You're, you're ridiculous.
3: i being ridiculous. You're ridiculous. No, you're cutting people's feet off. That's just peculiar to me. It's it is. Just peculiar. It is becu- <laughs> he was quiet. He kept to himself. Yeah. yeah. In the
0: late 1980s, uh, Rogers would be responsible for at least eight murders in the greater Portland area. Now, we have listeners in Portland. Uh, Shonda and Larry are in the Portland area. So I wonder if they know this story.
3: I bet that they... Uh too. Probably.
0: Shonda knows damn near everything. Dayton Leroy Rogers preferred street women, usually right. addicts, prostitutes, and runaways. Well, I mean, really. Oh, no. They, they, see, who cut, doesn't, really? He's no. cutting in on your turf <laughs> yeah. there.
3: Now, see, that's where I'm going to draw a line. though, because my yeah, but guess they don't is cut off their feet, they got the funky feet. Yeah, you
0: know um, they probably got oh yeah they got corns and all kinds of stuff. You guys are you guys are
3: stereotyping streetwalkers. Street that's a rough life, got some nasty man. Feet, they I'm just do. Saying. It's a rough life. Then those high heels walking up and down the street all day. Don't hate. Don't you hate. get some bunions.
0: T- <laughs> yeah, you. I'm not big on. I'm. A, I am not big on women. Got a corn big enough to slap butter on it. <laughs> I'm not big on uh, rough feet. I don't like feet, but if you're going to have them. They should if be you're soft. going to have them, <laughs>
3: they should be soft. Should if be you soft. have feet. If you're going to have feet, then you <laughs> yeah. need to take care and of them. And if not, you should just lop them off? No, if, no, if no. I, I, I'm not supportive of that. Is that from the Bible to me? If that foot offends thee, lop it off or something? Yeah, something
0: like that. The bodies of six women were found at a dump site located on a privately owned, uh, on, on privately owned forest land outside Malola, Oregon. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. You're not. <laughs> and thus, he was dubbed the Malola Forest Murderer. I like the they, Portland they just, Foot Fetish Murderer better.
2: They just come up. The people who come up with this shit are so unimaginative. They're sometimes. lame. Don't they you are like? Lame. Uh, don't you like
0: the Portland Foot Fetish Murderer I better? I do. I do too. Well, let me tell you about Dayton Leroy Rogers. Tell me about him. The youngest of three children, Dayton Leroy Rogers was born in Moscow, Idaho. In 1954. That's some cold it's shit cold out there. place, yeah. yeah. His parents moved frequently, adopting four more children along the way, and Rogers turned to petty juvenile crime after losing his favorite place as the baby of the family. Well, you know, that would piss you off. Here you are the last born. You should be like, you know, you should be the one that's spoiled, and then your parents go out and adopt some kids. What's up with that?
3: That's some bullshit, right
0: yeah, it's there. It's some bullshit. So you create fucking serial killers, right there.
3: Mm, was they um, was they American kids?
0: I I don't know, but we have a an adoption story coming up soon that is uh, very sad. But we'll talk. We'll get into that later.
3: Well, I, it'd be cool if you could get like you know, because people get them from Asia now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: we got we have a story coming up from a uh, an adoption took place. Or the couple adopted a child from Asia. It's one of uh it's a podcast that's going to be coming up. So. And it didn't turn out well for them? No, no, <laughs> it doesn't turn out well for anyone in the story, but I digress. Uh, let's go back to Dayton Leroy Rogers. In the seventh grade, no, no, I'm sorry, in the fourth grade, he was expelled four times for masturbating at school. Yes. Kids started teasing him and calling him the Whacker.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Why would you not? I mean, I'm all about kids can be mean, but shit, you're bringing that on yourself.
0: He was expelled, or he was, uh, I'm sorry, he was uh, punished uh, two times for hiding under the desk and touching his teacher's feet. Hmm. He also, (laughs) he also was expelled for... Uh, masturbating on a classmate's leg—that's
1: uh, Oh,
3: just some bullshit, right there. Now. I'm sorry. It's one thing you you you, you know you want to stick your fingers in uh in the kid's peanut butter and jelly sandwich or whatever. Now that's some nasty shit right there. I mean, but wagging off on somebody's leg—that's <laughs> <yeah. laughs> just
0: crossing a line. Wait, it
2: like, is. Can you see I'm, him just like humping somebody's leg? Yeah, Gross. Yeah, I don't know if he
0: was humping or he was stroking, and it. Sh- worded on her leg. I don't know, but He had a uh, he had an interest in uh, feet at a very early age. Well, nasty I mean, father. yeah, it's I it's had more, interest it's, it's, in boobs at early it's age. It's nasty, you know. It's uh, you know, it 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 goes beyond just uh, eating paste or whatever. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. it's really inappropriate. <laughs> he behavior. couldn't just
3: lick the glass like the other like freaks. the other kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. In the seventh grade. Uh, Dayton Leroy Rogers was arrested for shooting a BB gun at passing cars. Mm, So he's Um, a little cocksucker. But uh, serious violence was postponed until his late teens. Okay.
3: Okay, so he he put that in his Google. Yeah, he put calendar. a pen in it. Put yeah. a pen in it. <laughs> yeah, put a pen in the violence for now. We'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> there's before. some masturbating to be done. <laughs> put
2: a pen in it. Well <laughs> we he's in like 7th grade. Of course there's masturbating <laughs> yeah. to be done.
1: There's
0: well, lots of masturbating. They really to be are, done. man. When you're that age, your whole that's all your whole life is when you're a boy. It's just one big m- masturbation session.
3: <laughs> Did you ever get caught? No, I don't think so. I damn near did. I had to run into my
0: closet. You ran in the closet, which clearly didn't make it obvious that you were doing something. It's when you're spending, um, you know, an hour and 45 minutes in the bathroom with, you know, true detective magazines that, um, you know, it's a dead giveaway. Anyway, he couldn't, you know, he didn't keep, he didn't uh, limit his... Uh, self-pleasure to his uh, home he he, no why would you (laughs) he did it at school a lot that's how he earned the nickname the Whacker (laughs) true that on August 25th 1972 when he was 16 uh, Rogers drove his then 15 year old girlfriend to into the woods near Eugene Oregon you ever been to Oregon Colonel no, it's
3: beautiful. It's beautiful up there, Timmy. I've
0: never been. I've only been to the Northwest, uh, like at the airports and things. I've never been to Oregon, but I do hear it. it's very beautiful. Oh, but anyway, it's gorgeous. Uh, he took his girlfriend to the woods outside of Eugene uh, for a uh, sexual interlude, Brandy. Yeah. And he wound up stabbing her in the no. abdomen with a hunting knife. Oops. No, what the fuck's that all about? Well he was angry about something. He told her he just couldn't trust her anymore.
1: Well, Instantly
0: remorseful, he proposed marriage. Oh. And then he drove her to the hospital where police were summoned. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Did did she accept? Well, you know what? Well, that's though. the thing. Here's See, the thing: most people you know, just get down on the knee. Well, and open you know, up a box, all
0: you know. women always want you to do something romantic. <laughs> something something they something that want they you to romantic. make that big gesture. Timmy. yeah. yeah. And I think <laughs> stabbing her in the uh, abdomen was a
3: gesture. <laughs> he was trying to get to her heart, Timmy. <laughs> <You're> literally, the <laughs> way to a woman's heart is, st- is there, through her, her sternum. Someone said the way to a woman's heart is through her stomach, yeah. and he
0: thought he took that
3: just a step too far. Yeah. Well, fortunately.
0: Um, she she survived, and um, she declined his, <laughs> I can't imagine, proposal. Um, pleading guilty to second-degree assault in February of 1973, he was sentenced to four years probation. Really? Four years, years probation for years
3: stabbing there. somebody in the stomach?
0: Yeah. I, you know, that is... Uh, that at, give at me, that me those point. scissors
3: over there. At that no.
0: point, you know, you kind of want to nip that in the bud. <laughs> so that to speak, a, yeah. yes. That kind of behavior should not be encouraged. Uh, but they uh, gave him probation. A year after this uh, episode, on August first, 1973, he attacked two 15-year-old girls with a broken pop bottle, uh, drawing charges of second- and third-degree assault. He was acquitted by reason of uh, mental disorder or defect. Yeah, he's defective. Which is Oregon's equivalent of insanity. And he was committed to a state state hospital. Again, he's like uh, 17 here. And he was released uh, a year later in December 12, 1974. Okay, so there's some signs that, you know, we should be concerned about young Dayton. Uh, here, Well, his name's early. Dayton. Let's start with that. Yeah, well, in January of 1976, he was indicted for first-degree rape in Clackamas County, uh, but a jury found him not guilty in May. I'm kind of betting he was guilty, but... Well, you know,
2: shocking. Giving his him history
0: and his what he will eventually end up doing, I, I think they probably missed that one.
1: <laughs> While still waiting trial
0: for that, though, in February on February twenty fourth, nineteen seventy six, he raped one high school girl and threatened another with a knife. Apologizing afterwards, oh, my bad, uh, and said to told one of the victims it was really just some kind of game he was playing. Oh hmm. well, yeah, I he mean, was just funning. Yeah, dismissing. Um, he pleaded innocent um, by reason of mental defect. And in, he's leaning on that mental defect a lot. He really not. is. Yeah. And in August, he was, can
3: get you far in life, though the mental defect clearly. thing.
0: Clearly, so he didn't get charged for those the second these other rapes. He got, he got off on the first rape. These other two, he was uh, or attempted rapes. He um, was convicted on a reduced charge of coercion, drawing a five year maximum jail term. The prosecutor in that case referred to Rogers as a murder case looking for a place to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, Pet, that's what. So, yeah, Ms. Cleo was prosecuting <laughs> this case. This, this <laughs> it sounds like some people write in your yearbook. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a murder case looking for a place to happen. But he won parole after just serving 17 months. Uh, of course. And then he was hauled back for another. Uh, 10 months on charges of parole violation so you know they're trying to give this guy every break in the world and um, just not uh, he's just not falling in line after being released from prison Rogers soon married a young waitress named Sherry who seemed to have a calming effect on him he was able to work uh, with his parole officer he found a job uh, and he sought to become a productive citizen and put his violent past behind him. He's a young age here, mm-hmm. but no matter how much he tried to deny it, Rogers had a strong desire for violent and kinky sex,
3: Colonel. Well, you know that now. See, I feel like you're making a judgment when you say it that way to me. Well, violent isn't violence. Is well, not violence is. It's, there's a line that you reach, and everybody has a different, you know, place where that line in the sand is. And you know what it's like, w, when the when you was trying to get that A in your... I
0: think in sticking in a knife... In your psychology
3: class, you got into the bondage and stuff and whatnot. But I think sticking um,
0: a, stick a knife in a, your partner's abdomen is probably crossing that That's line.
3: crossing most every line. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, the... Uh, I. I Stop. Yeah. I Stop! I don't judge. I don't judge. That's all I'm saying.
0: Okay, you do. All I'm saying we all yeah. judge. Yeah, you need a safe word. It's a hobby. <laughs> you
3: do need three safe words woman. Yeah, you need to say three words in combination in the right order.
0: Stop it, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> that it was works. Was work. And yeah. they're all
3: Russian. I'm calling the police. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Untie me now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, what would happen with uh, young uh, Dayton is that he would get these real terrible headaches. Aww. and have an uncontrollable desire to hurt someone. I get that. Yeah, you get that, yeah. like every day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> every
0: time we podcast, actually, I get the sense that you have an undesirable control to hurt somebody. And it's usually uh, the colonel.
3: Why is that, devil? Because I really show you nothing but love. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Dayton
0: Leroy Rogers, and we we're we're going to move along in his life here.
3: Get along with it, little doggie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Giddy up. When he was 33 years old, he's married, 33 years old, um, and he's having this bloodlust, right? He's still getting these very strong headaches, and he just has to hurt somebody. And then when he would hurt someone, they would go away. It's kind of like taking a couple of Tylenol. <laughs> wow. Well,
3: Only, you know. you know, a felony. How would he hurt these people? Well, I'll get, I'm going to tell you, he's going to die. Okay. Don't okay. rush him. Okay, you're leaving me in the dark here. I'm so a, anyway, I'm an he's, he's, he's
0: married. He's got a job. He's working, right? And uh, he owns his own business there for a while. So he's working, married, and on the surface, it looks like he's just your, you know, your average Joe.
3: Well, all right? kill serial killers on the surface.
0: Yeah. Well, but he's married. I mean, at least he's. Uh, Many of them were married, if you'll recall. A lot of them are, but, you know, a lot of them are these loners, too. So he had this, you know, he had a you know, his wife at home. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm just saying that he, on the surface he looked like he was a normal guy. Um, but oh, anyway, sorry. he would, when his wife was not, what his wife was not aware of was that he would frequent prostitutes in the greater Portland area, in Portland, Oregon. And among the prostitutes, he was known as Steve the Gambler. Yes.
3: The, ga- the, the gambler? gambler broke even. Yeah. He, 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 did. didn't, he didn't wear a condom?
0: No, apparently he t- he gave them, you know, he would tell these prostitutes that he was a professional gambler and, you know, some, some line, some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why you have to impress prostitutes, really. <laughs> yeah. You impress them by giving them, a forty. you know, $40. That's really impressive.
3: You impress them by giving them a tip. Yeah, you really want exactly. to impress one? Yeah,
0: but anyway, he 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 had this. Uh, he was known as Steve the Gambler, which is kind of ironic since his name wasn't Steve. But you know, whatever. He probably told him it was Steve. Yeah. His blood his bloodlust would usually materialize in the form of a headache, inflicting on him a splitting, blinding white pain, and perhaps he was always uh, subconsciously aware. That the only, uh, only the sight of pain, the sounds of anguish um, from a victim, and ultimately the spilling of her blood would relieve his own suffering. So you know he was, it was medicinal purposes. You know that's why he was killing. Hmm. When the headaches began, the only way he could make them go away was to let his dark side fully emerge. What? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying this is what the research says. Okay. Dayton seemed personable enough on the surface as long as he wasn't in the midst of one of his mood swings. He was well known in the small community of Woodburn. The people seemed to like him. Hmm. A mechanic by trade, a skill he learned in prison, Dayton ran a small, successful engineer repair business he was now five years into his marriage with Sherry at age 33, and they had an 18-month-old boy who was the mirror image of Dayton. Few people saw the evil that lie beneath uh, the thin veneer. Mm-hmm.
3: like that Thin veneer. You like that? Yeah, that yeah, was a big one. Too, Look like at you. Yeah. And many, Bob Ross. Eh, it was in my <laughs> part, too. Goddamn Pulitzer over here waiting to happen. I'm
0: telling you. And many of those who were unlucky enough to witness his dark side first hand did not live to talk about it. Oh. Got you on the edge of your seat
3: there. I'm sitting I'm, yeah. yeah, she put out down her candy crush for a minute.
0: Dane's <sighs> headaches seemed to worsen during the summer of 1987. And for that reason, he was away from home much of the time. What he would do was... Um, Go get him some hookers. Yeah, he would tell his wife he was working at his shop. And then uh, he would sneak off, go down, drive uh, you know fifteen twenty miles to Portland, and pick up a hoe. <laughs> he claimed that he was working in his shop during his absences.
3: You could be a little more respectful. Yeah,
0: to right. he prostitute picked up a, a sex worker, whatever, you, whatever. He claimed that he was working on his sh- uh, in his shop uh, during these long absences, which would range from a few hours to all night. And his wife Sherry, who was a trusting soul saw little reason at first to doubt him. When she would call and check on him in the early evening, he usually answered the phone. So she would call the shop and he was there. Well, of course he was. On the occasions that he wasn't there, he always had a reasonable excuse. He could explain that he'd been in the middle of a project and hadn't wanted to leave to pick up the phone. Or more commonly, he would tell Sherry that he had gone out for coffee. Perhaps mind, for mind your own fucking business. Perhaps. Don't call me at goddamn work. <laughs> Perhaps a bite, getting a bite to eat. Anything that would convince her that he was only taking a break a while to get away from the shop.
3: She seemed like a, like a nagging type of
0: woman. No, you know what? She wasn't. What i read about her is that she was a very um, my, meek and very religious woman that seemed to kind of just buy whatever he was saying. Well, because yeah, he's your husband. Why would you think You're he's right. a liar? She, she thought he was a normal guy.
3: I'm a husband. Renee thinks I'm lying all the time. Well, you are, though.
0: Often, however, yeah, that's true. He waited until it was very late, uh, so he'd go to work. He'd tell her he was working late. He wait till she would go to bed, so she would be unlikely to, you know, it would be unlikely that she would call him, and then he would go out on the prowl, Brandy. Mm. Soon, his working uh, late. But working late became a routine, a way of life, and Sherry's phone calls became less frequent because you know when that's his schedule, then you're not going to be.
3: See, that's back before they had cell phones. Cell yes. phones ruined yeah. everything. Well, cell they, they ruined, ruined everything.
2: You know, call Except our ID. Except for Timmy's dating life.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. the advent of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's but not You the know, it's ID. really,
0: it, the color ID really ruined great pranks. Oh, it did. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, they got this numbered out. I, I know, know, you can yeah. spoof
0: and things, but I'm just saying it was easier. I'll thing.
3: tell you what else ruined that things.
0: FaceTime. Yeah, I don't like FaceTime. Because, you know,
3: you're like, what are you doing? Oh, well, you know, honey, I told you I was going to the grocery store. And then you know, hang up. And, and then, then she next sees thing,
2: boobs behind
0: you?
3: Yeah, she FaceTiming you. and you at the
0: strip club.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: it's like, what's all that music? Why, why it's all dark in the grocery store?
0: Hmm. I, I can't stand FaceTime because I can never put the phone in a place where, you know... Yeah. You don't look slow. I don't look like <laughs> I'm retarded. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah that's going to be a challenge, I believe. To me. That's why I don't it's like gonna FaceTime. It's going to be an ongoing challenge. Yeah, yeah, I
2: know.
0: I'm
3: telling you. Anyway, I always try to get to the angle that makes me look skinny, but it ain't happening. Well,
0: apparently yeah. you have to. Uh, you gotta you turn par- the camera off for that. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's a way if you hold it above your head that uh, you you look
2: you won't oh, yeah. look I mean, thinner. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to here. put mine up
3: four yeah. st- four stories. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna <laughs> hold it up. <laughs> you need Tilt like a chin. satellite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Tilt your chin, do the <laughs> duck face. I don't know. Yeah. Just
0: fuck it. And then you can't. Of course, you can't move. <laughs> And then no. you cannot turn your phone off because you have to move. So then you just have to kind of drop your phone.
2: Well, I can't. I cannot. Um, I can't hold my phone right and hit the buttons. Yeah, like, I know. I'm just me not too. Not that gifted.
0: I, I know. I, I know. It's a problem. Anyway, like I said, his uh, working late became a routine, and so Sherry's phone calls became less frequent. Although she began to hear stories about him frequenting the local taverns, Colonel. Well, and she not turned, wrong with that, Timmy. Well, it was for her because just she, was very, she, was, she was very religious.
3: So she did not. Well, she shouldn't have married a serial killer. Lips <laughs>
0: that touch liquor will not touch hers.
3: Oh, I wonder if he went home and beat her. I bet he did.
0: No, no. They had apparently they had a very nice relationship, but.
3: Uh, well, just because you beat somebody, don't mean you don't have a good relationship. She might have. It,
0: been, it does a little bit. She, mm, might, she might have, have become it. more suspicious of his activities if. She had taken the trouble. Smelled
3: his peckle when he got home. (laughs) (laughs) Ew, ew. If oh come on now, come on. You you ain't telling me you ain't ever give Dave's a whiff, peckle a whiff there. No. (laughs) I go to the grocery store. I got to pass test when I walk through. She doesn't care if
2: you are what you're doing. She
3: knows. She doesn't doesn't knows that the colonel has groupies
2: yeah, yeah. she Rudy. doesn't care though <laughs> she's hoping one of them comes and takes you so she can move to bitches row with me in our in our big old shipping container <laughs> community they get they're, the tini- they're gonna get that tiny house <laughs> no no tiny houses although did you see the super bowl commercial when they were talking about teeny houses
0: and all these <laughs> people had
2: to duck to get yeah. out and all
0: this i'm like oh fuck! So i missed that one. Oh right. yeah so anyway, she might have become became suspicious of act of his activity sooner if she had only taken the trouble to check the mileage on his pickup truck.
2: <laughs> he just <laughs> turned over 300,000 miles. <laughs> yeah.
0: He put more miles on a on his truck in a single week than most people would put on their truck in a month because you know, uh, uh Portland is like, you know, 30 miles, 30 35 miles from where they're at. So he, every night he's town it to Portland to pick yep. up some strange. July 7th, Steve the Gambler. There you July go. July 7th, 1987, a
3: Tuesday it was. Ah. A Tuesday, you say?
0: It was a hot, sultry summer day in Oregon. Bob Ross.
3: Paint give me, the picture. Give me more, Timmy. Give me more, Picasso.
0: Heather Brown.
3: Downtown Heather Brown? <laughs>
0: 31 years old. He's familiar. She was a prostitute, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. a sex worker. <laughs> Hookup. She had worked that night before in an area along Portland's Union Avenue, a crime high crime area dominated by prostitutes, pimps, and drug dealers.
3: Pimping ain't easy, Tim. Pimping ain't shit.
0: Several other hookers had been in place that night, but despite the others, Heather dressed in a skin tight outfit that left nothing to the imagination. You, Tommy, shed camel toe. Never had to wait long for a customer to come along. And that's why she did it. Mm-hmm. It was a busy night for her.
3: It's all about packaging.
0: And yeah. as a result, uh, she had slept uh, until nearly noon. So she got up late that day. When she climbed out of bed, she reached for a pack of her cigarettes, but found it was empty.
3: Damn it. Oh, that sucks. Yep. <clears throat> Needing a smoke. <clears throat>
0: She left her two small children with her roommate. There you go, mm-hmm. and began walking toward the nearby 7-Eleven store. Quality oh, again, dressed in the same skin-tight outfit that she had worn before. So she oh, actually was oh, looking like. So she was looking like
2: she was doing the walk of shame, mm-hmm. but she wasn't. She, was. yeah, yeah, she yeah. just wanted to smoke. Well, because the a bitch
3: had no shame. She's clearly. Yeah, come on, she's clearly a, she clearly had no come shame.
2: On. One shoe on, hair on, <laughs> whopper <laughs> yeah. mascara all right. down, under you the know, eyes. gum. You know, Bless right. her
1: heart.
0: She's, she's a victim, so. Oh. About halfway to the store, a man in a blue Nissan pickup stopped and offered her a ride. Figuring that she could make a quick, few quick bucks, Heather accepted a ride and climbed inside. And plus he could take her to the 7-Eleven so she could pick up some cigarettes. Mm-hmm. The driver headed out of the city toward a wooded area known as Maloa Forest. The John—that's a—that's what a term that we use. Brandy John—it means. It's like a term it, that we mm. use. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> You're not street savvy. We yeah. who? You've been sheltered your whole life. First of all, motherfucker, I got more street cred than
0: you've ever dreamed of. <laughs> anyway. Elmer,
2: Elmer the Sheffler,
0: John the John introduced himself as Steve and explained that he was. That's a why he was known as Steve the Gambler. <laughs> <crass. laughs> yes, and. Because he explained to her that he was a professional gambler from Nevada. Yep, Steve the Gambler. That's me. <laughs> they drove along along for some time and at one point stopped at a convenience store so that Heather could buy a pack of smokes yeah. and a Coke and Steve could purchase a six-pack of beer. Probably Schlitz. Whether well, it's PBR.
3: Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Might Probably be Stroh's.
0: Might be Schlitz, though. That's some shit. Afterwards, they continued driving until they reached a wooded area when their conversation turned to business. He said he was going to drive into the hills and wanted to tie someone up and fuck them.
3: Oh, well, who doesn't?
0: And, then you know, I'm sure she's assuming that's her since she's in the car with him and they're yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. I think it's a good assumption. He moved to touch her thigh, but she pushed his hand away and demanded that he take her back to Portland. So she was getting some bad vibes, apparently, from this dude.
3: Well, she don't sound like a very good hooker now. Well, she
0: probably was, you know, she probably didn't want to be tied up out in the fucking forest. <laughs> no. Well, See, no, but you that's know what? The that's inherent... a
2: call that you make about 20 minutes before you get to <laughs> yeah, the forest. Yeah, those are things
0: you should, yeah, I agree. They should all iron all the, that out. The details should have been... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seemed
3: like there was a, a communication breakdown somewhere, yeah. and and that's what I you know. But you know,
0: if he, she, he threw another fifty on the dashboard, and then she probably would have been okay with
3: it. But. Oh, she he'd have thrown a hundred. She you could have chained chained it at the back of the well, truck we don't and know. drove it back know.
0: to Portland. We don't know. She was getting a bad vibe from this guy, so uh, he refused to turn off uh, to an unpaved logging road. Or oh, he refused and turned off onto an unpaved logging road where he's started going about 40 miles an hour. Um, she grabbed her shoes from the floor, ready to make a break for it when the time was right. But uh, Steve the gambler caught her eye in the door handle and reacted instantly. He swerved his pickup recklessly so that she would lose her sense of balance and reached toward her, placing his hand over her chest to prevent her from jumping out of the truck. See? He's trying to cop a feel. He's being a old prick. He then stepped on the accelerator and soon was speeding to more than 60 miles per hour. Nearly out of her mind with fear, Heather struggled violently and managed to break free from um, Dayton's hand, his grasp. In one swift move, she opened the door and jumped from the speeding truck.
3: That's some badass shit right there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Dayton,
0: her. A.K.A. Steve the Gambler, slowed his vehicle a bit, but apparently aware that the tr- log truck was close behind, kept on going. So he just leaves her out here. But when the log logger round the curve, he saw Heather lying in the road, and he slammed on his brakes. Seeing that she was injured and grateful that he didn't hit her, uh, <laughs> he helped her. because, <laughs> yeah, man has a the paperwork. There's a lot of fucking paperwork. Oh,
3: uh, uh, you know, and you a log truck. It's you hard run, to stop a log truck. Yeah, and you run over a hooker, man. There's just Questions. You know, she's
0: in there in her sequin tight, you know. How did
3: the hooker get the, in front of your truck on know. a dark deserted yeah. road? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway,
0: he was nice enough to get out, helped her into the cab of his uh, rig and get her out of there. Good. One of her eyes was bleeding, and uh, he helped her cover uh, to cover her and, uh, you know, get her, get her taken care of. She told the logger that she had jumped out of the man's truck because she feared that he was planning to kill her, which is probably a fair assumption, yeah. given his history and given what we will know about him soon.
3: And she probably left a pack of smokes on the front seat. Uh, you I know she, she was mad about that. That's I think she yeah. was smoking at a Marlboro. You she know probably, she did. She probably had <laughs> no. She probably leaped out of the car. I bet she still didn't had the cigarette her in si- her mouth yep. when she didn't was even drunk.
2: drop her smoke.
3: Uh-oh. No, this is
2: a girl that smokes non filters. Lucky's, yeah. lucky strike. You know, look, my dad smokes Strike. Not
3: to get off topic, but I got to yeah. tell you this. I had a dream last night. To me, and we've been doing too many serial killers. Uh uh-huh. Because I had a dream last night that I had to kill somebody, and I threw him in the bedroom, uh-huh. and went out, dug the hole. And when I came back I couldn't find a goddamn body.
2: Some people need killing.
3: Yeah. No, some people do need killing and this person really needed body. it. But I couldn't how do you lose a body? I couldn't find a body. People do it. It's crazy. hmm That's the dream I had. My whole dream was looking all over. Not and, and you can't just walk up to people you and say You know what,
0: Brandy? He he was substituting that for his wallet. Right. I couldn't <laughs> find his wallet.
2: No, no fucker loses his wallet. <laughs> loses his wallet. Every day, he loses his wallet. Every day.
3: No, you can say to people, Is but your wallet see, on you can now? say to people, hey, it's on my desk, I believe. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, you can say to people, hey, you see my wallet. Chuck, you know what a, I mean? Chuck but,
0: has a habit of leaving his shit all over the place. Like one day we were in here and he wasn't, he was gone. His electronic cigarette was here, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. then that was the same day he called and said, I'm going to be a little late. And then I said, okay. And then in a few minutes, he called me he said, could you check my office and see if you see my wallet? Motherfucker, <laughs> like, how can you lose your wallet for a half a day and
2: not lose be I'll tell you
3: how I lose shit. Because I got special places that I put stuff, but Renee doesn't seem to go oh, along with it. it's somebody else's pe- fault no.
2: all the time. she'll
3: pick something up. I'll, I'll leave my wallet like on the dining room table. I know it goes on the dining room table. And then she'll pick it up and put it in, you know... My a drawer or something you know the drawer my nightstand well i know i left it on the dining room table what well, doesn't belong on the dining room table well who why are you to judge what belongs on the dining room table
1: mm. but that, anyway that's an amazing story. you can't go
3: around the, you, but i can call you and say hey timmy did you see can you look on my desk and see if there's a wall but i can't call you up and say hey timmy is there a dead body on my office? Because I, I can't find the son of bitch. Yeah, no way. No,
0: please don't. Never that, do I that. I
3: mean, that was the problem with the whole dream is I kept running all over looking for the body, but I couldn't ask people were like, what are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just looking around. I'm trying. I may have told people I was looking for my wallet. I don't know, but I was looking for a dead body.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's very disturbing, Colonel. <laughs> it is disturbing. Anyway, the logger picks this uh, young lady up. Um, he didn't probe too much because uh, she was obviously upset he uh, drove her to the uh, clinic in Malola where it was determined that she suffered from a concussion and multiple abrasions to her temple area right forearm and hand so she was a little beat up Um, the matter was reported to the County Sheriff's Department the incident report would become the first clue of the horror that was already underway to veteran detective John Turner. Turner had no way of knowing it, but the evil outrage that was taking its toll on Portland's streetwalkers would virtually consume his life for much of the next 2 years and would eventually lead to him lead him to the most vicious and remorseless killer with whom he had ever dealt with. Or would likely ever face again. It's just John Turner went on to write a book about this guy.
3: That's some impressive mm-hmm. shit. The most vicious and remorseless, because they, they got some serious ass serial killers yeah, up there. Yeah, because the,
0: of the uh, Northwest. Green River killer was up in there. Well,
3: Ted Bundy, I mean, yeah. Ann Rule made a, made a living just sitting at a desk in, in Washington Portland. or Portland or something, yeah. and writing about all the serial killing that was mm-hmm. going on.
0: On August, Can't swing
3: a dead cat without
0: On August 6th, uh, a Thursday, I don't know why that's important, but anyway, <laughs> started out. Paint a picture. For the Rogers family, like most any other day. Dayton got up early, he showered and he shaved, he had a light breakfast, and drove his um, to his small engine repair shop a few miles away before 8 a.m. Outwardly, he seemed happy, Brandy. Okay. Business has picked had picked up during the summer to the point where he had to hire a man to help him. And several new uh, repair orders were coming in every day. Now he had to hire somebody, but he didn't give him health insurance. He just uh, gave him Role
3: Aids. Didn't have Obamacare. <laughs>
0: yeah. Role Aids whenever they had upset. <laughs> hey, hey and let me tell you what,
2: they'll be fucking grateful for those mm-hmm. aids let yeah. me tell you. Uh,
3: there's many times in life that you would give up a finger for roll AIDS. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Soon, however, he began to feel the pressure from the backlog uh, of his work, despite his new help, and his headaches became more frequent, as did his nocturnal outings. Nocturnal means at night, Brandy.
3: Yeah, it's late. At, l- like an owl. Owls are nocturnal. When you hear animals are nocturnal animals, not, do you really think that giving me the finger is a <laughs> appropriate
0: thing? At times... His wife, Sherry, found herself wondering what had come over, uh, (laughs) young Dayton. Look at this. Look at this. I know, Brandy.
3: That's inappropriate. It's very unladylike. it is unladylike. (laughs) It's unseemly and unladylike. Okay, you know what this is? It's a whole bouquet of these. (laughs) All
0: right. People, let's see. This is a podcast, not a broadcast. So people cannot see your hand gestures. I, you know. I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys: we are not on TV, <laughs> Colonel. You do Why not have we? to slick your hair back.
3: It's so Why good. are we not on TV? <laughs> Why am I doing makeup for this? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think that's just for fun. been <laughs> oh, okay. an hour in makeup.
0: All right. So anyway, he had, he's having headaches again. He's get the, the, the work is picking up. He's feeling pressure. He's having headaches. It's like the stress that we feel here. Oh, yeah. It's,
3: it's unbearable at times.
0: It is. Soon, however, uh, all right, I said that. At, at times, uh, <laughs> Sherry found herself wondering what had come over her husband, seeing him sitting quietly staring into space. But she never said anything. Even though she had heard rumors about him carousing the night spots and secretly feared that he maybe had been seeing another woman, she somehow convinced herself that the pressures from his business had become too great. And she didn't want to do or say anything that might add to a trouble. That's really a great fucking uh, thing. Just act fucking crazy and pissed off and don't say anything, and your spouse will leave you the hell alone. Yeah, I don't think that's true, though. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm single. But anyway, it wasn't until later that afternoon that the pounding inside Dayton's head became more than he could handle. He had to do something to stop this dreadful headache. So... Instead of taking Tylenol, he
3: masturbated.
0: No, he left his assistant in charge of the shop and drove to the liquor store at the North Park Plaza in Woodburn, Oregon, where he purchased a 10 pack of vodka. A 10 pack. Smirnoff vodka, yeah. Miniatures, one of those the miniatures. Many. Yeah. Oh, the airplane bottles.
3: See yeah. if you would have just said because he. Uh, I, I had a headache one day and I, and I ain't gonna say who it was, but. Um, one of the guys here, he said, you know, when I have really bad headache, what I do is go home and I make love to my wife real vigorously, and seems like my headache's Who gone. said that? And I said to him, I said, well, is your wife home right now? <laughs> <Could> I <laughs> feel a little stressed. <laughs> yeah, I got a headache myself. So, but um,
0: this he would also purchase a couple of bottles of orange juice. What he was doing was making screwdriver, and he had. He had this habit, he would only take this certain brand of orange juice and it would later become, be, lead to his downfall. So, Ooh. Brandy is going to tell us what happens. Oh, well, not his downfall. Next to young Dayton. So, afterwards,
2: Dayton returns
0: to his shop
2: and. Before waited. they were married,
0: his wife was Dayton Dayton. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a little play on words. It really is.
2: Afterwards Dayton returned to his shop and waited thinking and planning the rest of his evening he needed something more effective than the alcohol for his headaches the remedies were there he knew out in the numbers on out in numbers on portland streets his for the asking and a 50 dollar bill it had all been so easy with all of the others that there was no stopping him now at 8:30 p.m. Dayton drove home where he had dinner with sherry and his son he explained he had to return to the shop and work very late Perhaps into the early morning hours. So that's late? To catch up on some of his overdue work. Sherry was an attractive, curly-haired, silver brunette. At Ooh, Colonel. Ooh. Uh-oh. At five foot four inches tall and one hundred and twenty pounds, and three years r- younger than Dayton, and she just said,
0: "Okay, see, Colonel, you should be taking care of that. If you don't take care of it, someone else will."
3: That's right. So he stopped. Start- that's how I say. It. I, don't know I heard that. a phone. It wasn't my phone. But my I know phone. whose phone it was.
0: It was your phone. <laughs> it wasn't my phone. No, it wasn't mine. Was it it mine? Tins, mine's off.
3: Mine's off right here. You can see it right there. Sorry. It's off. Oh, there was a phone.
2: Mm-hmm. It is not mine. All right. So, he stopped off at his shop, had a couple more drinks, tinkered with some of the easier repair projects just to kind of kill time.
0: Yeah, see, that's what they do. See, that's he make, He saves all the hard shit for his part-time help that only do. gets role aids right mm-hmm. as his health care.
3: I think you threw in a band-aid or two. All
0: right. That was not me.
3: That was not me. All
0: right. Thanks,
1: Obama. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Alright,
2: <laughs> Continue. so at 1230 he was headed toward Portland. Oregon. A- after a short cruise, he stopped a blonde near the corner of Northeast Union Avenue and Wygant Street. Uh, he recognized her as a hooker he'd picked up before during Portland's nineteen eighty-seven Rose Festival. Uh, she was evidently she was a Picasso. She was somewhat large. She was a large woman, but from a distance appeared attractive.
3: <laughs> she was a she was she a was a Picasso.
0: T- Picasso. Yeah, Picasso. Yeah. yeah.
2: Look, they look good from far away, and
3: get up close, and uh, they're like, "What
2: the fuck?" See, we it's call a mess. Them,
3: we call them hundred footers. <laughs> from a hundred foot away, you're like, "Dang."
2: She knew how to dress, and she held her weight well. Mm. He pulled over and invited her inside, recognizing him as a former customer. She didn't hesitate.
0: Hey, Steve the Gambler.
2: Uh, No one except for the John knows the precise details of what happened between the couple from one to three a.m. But at some time prior to three a.m., they pulled into the parking lot of a Denny's restaurant Uh, in Oak Grove, a suburb of Portland. Steve the gambler. Denny's is the tits. Yeah. I, you know. Great well, I mean,
0: it was probably his only thing open at that time.
2: Yeah, Denny's is the tits. All right. Michael Fielding, 32, lived in an apartment nearby, had gone to bed a couple hours earlier and was sleeping soundly when he suddenly heard the muffled screams of a woman in intense pain. Help me, screamed the woman. Please help me. Rape. I'm being raped. As Fielding climbed out of bed and headed for the window that overlooked the parking lot, the screams became louder, no longer muffled. He arrived at the window in time to see a man run beneath the streetlight. Moments earlier, James Dalkey, 50, had arrived at Denny's. He was alone as he parked his 1983 Ford van and started walking towards the restaurant. He heard a woman yelling and screaming and couldn't quite make out what she was saying, but he could see two human forms in the parking lot in the direction which the screams had come. Although it was dark, he could see two people, a man and a woman, who appeared to be struggling with each other. After his eyes adjusted to the darkness of the parking lot, he couldn't believe what he saw. There in the middle of the parking lot lay a completely naked woman. Mm. A man was Mm. kneeling over her, but the guy couldn't immediately determine why. What the fuck does it matter why?
0: Well, he he didn't know if it was like a lover spat or... doesn't fucking
2: matter. She's naked and he's kneeling over her. Break that shit up. It's a family establishment. Charles Gates, a handicap.
0: Well, customer. they have that Grand Slam breakfast there. It's for
2: I'm good. telling you. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
0: Denny's is the shit. Well, they don't
2: it have depends. any up here. You know,
3: they got more expensive, though. Denny's is not. Denny's has gotten quite dear yeah. when you get the check. It's no. not.
2: Well, first of all, because you have to pay for 27 people. With yeah, the I couch. always got to pay for the whole group. There's not Denny's really around here. So I'm always excited when I get to eat it. Maybe
3: it's Perkins. Never mind. Perkins is okay, out of control. Okay, I, I sullied your good name, Denny's. Perkins yeah. is too expensive. Yeah, Have Perkins you noticed that? Not lately, but event. Perkins is crazy. Yeah. Well, I went in there. It was like nine fifty for well, I a mean, you're not that, gonna take a, a hammer. No. no. Take to take that take that woman to White Castle. Yeah. It was like nine fifty <laughs> for a for a cheeseburger. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you ain't t- Perkins you ain't, has got a little big for its britches. Look here, Hooker. You ain't getting me to to, to, to the Perkins, yeah, no. You do a drive through at White Castle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's so. see.
2: So Charles Gates was a handicapped customer. he just arrived. This place is rocking at 3 a.m. Uh, it's probably the only
0: place open.
2: Yeah. Ha- he'd just arrived and had barely situated himself in his wheelchair when he heard the screams. Already outside in the parking lot, he was on his way over to the woman, as was Dalky. Uh, Let's see. When the man kneeling over the woman saw Docky and Gates approaching, he jumped to his feet and ran the opposite direction. Gates reached the woman first. My God, he slit her throat, exclaimed Uh, Gates out of his wheelchair. Uh, Experienced in first aid and emergency medical treatment, Gates noted that the woman was not breathing and would not respond to questions. Yeah, if you're not breathing, you're not going to be really... It's hard to talk. It is.
3: So are you telling me the guy in the wheelchair got there first?
2: Uh, I, I don't know
0: they, they, yeah, no. they got there around the same time
3: Yeah,
2: no, Gates reached the woman first It right. says very clearly uh, Let's see Finding no pulse and undaunted by all the blood uh, He immediately began CPR and mouth-to-mouth resuscitation As a crowd gathered Dahlke instructed restaurant personnel to call for medical and police help Then he returned to the parking lot Only to discover that Gates' galleon attempts had not revived the woman uh, Dalkey could see why the woman was covered with blood and stab wounds. A couple minutes later, Donkey again spotted the man he'd seen only moments before kneeling by the nude victim. The man was coming around the side of the building adjacent to the restaurant and was headed for a small foreign pickup part nearby. Well, yeah, you got to get your car.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, he didn't amscray quick enough, and they saw him trying mm-hmm. to get away. Mm-hmm. Bad move. That's him, someone shouted.
2: That's the son of a motherfucker.
0: <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah,
2: that's, that's, those are the words. I didn't just say that, okay. as I normally would. The son of a motherfucker. Yep. By the time two other bystanders, Stan Connor and Richard Bergio, had rushed over to see what
0: was happening. That's three generations you're dispersing there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. as a son of a motherfucker. <laughs>
0: All right, so we
2: got two other bystanders that are coming over. After learning of the incident, Connor and Bergio ran for their own vehicles. They attempted to block off the exits of the parking lot with their cars, but the man with the pickup drove over the sidewalk. Yeah, because I'm not sure sure if you guys know this or not, but once you've slit a woman's throat in the Denny's parking lot... You're not as concerned with safety, yeah. with traffic laws. Well, you're not law-abiding. Driving not, through the grass is pretty. You're not law-abiding at that point. No, I think you're on. You're, you're, you're willing
0: to risk you're a, a ticket. You're, yeah.
3: you're, you're willing to risk a ticket. Yeah. But you noticed that Gates didn't jump in front of the truck.
2: Well, no. I don't know that his wheelchair was big enough to stop it.
3: <laughs>
0: Gates was probably chasing him in the wheelchair. Probably. <laughs> yeah.
2: Probably That'd got like, closer than anybody else. I'm telling else. you would
3: be like a goddamn South Park episode.
0: Oh, <laughs> Eh, hey, get back in!
2: Burgio, determined not to let the guy get away, sped out of the parking lot in his own car
0: in hot pursuit
2: of this the pickup. This is like Grand Theft Auto. Well, let me
0: tell you what—that takes some balls because you don't know what that guy. That guy may have a gun. I mean, you know, he's probably he's obviously got a knife, but he could have a gun too. Yeah, I mean, he takes some balls a, to start chasing the dude. He's got a temper a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so he's got, got ch- a knife. And so they're, they're chasing. To use it. There's a hot pursuit going. Yes, on. Yes, they are. <laughs>
2: Uh, Bergio, let's see, chased the pickup through Oak Grove and into nearby Gladstone. At times, it speeds over 100 miles an hour. Then Bergio got close enough to the pickup to copy down its license plate number. Satisfied he'd done all he could, Bergio gave up the chase and returned to the crime scene, where he now found a team of Calakamas Sheriff, Calakamas County Sheriff's deputies and a rescue team from the Oak Lodge Fire Department. The, rescuer, the rescuers valiantly tried to revive the woman, but it was to no avail. short time later, she was loaded into the ambulance and taken to a manual Hospital and Health Center in Portland, where she was pronounced DOA. Uh. Meanwhile, several deputies rounded up witnesses and took statements from each. Six of those interviews said they'd heard the woman's screams for at least two minutes before her body was found.
0: See, this guy's just really taking a lot of chances.
2: It sounded as though her screams had come from inside a closed vehicle. Through glass at first, said Fielding, because her shrieks were muffled. Deputies found several articles of clothing not far from where the victim's body had lain. The clothing was believed to be hers. It included blue jeans, a hooded blue sweatshirt with white trim, and a single tennis shoe. But where was the other shoe? No identification, either in the clothing or in the parking lot, was found. But after additional searching, the deputies found a double-length pair of shoelaces tied together with loops at both ends prompting some to speculate that the woman had been hogtied at one point. A short time later, Clack- Clackamas County Sheriff's Detectives John T. Turner and Mike Machado arrived at the crime scene. Uh, they were briefed on the morning's events. Turner took the license plate number provided by uh, Richard Bergio and ran it through the Oregon State Department of Motor Vehicles computer.
0: Now see, it seems like with these serial killers, after they... Um, they become more and more. They take more and more risk after mm-hmm. after they, they. Well, because you get an inflated yeah, a yeah sense of ego that you're not going to be caught and you can just get away with it.
2: Yep. Uh, let's see. Moments later, Turner learned that the park, the pickup's registered owner was 33-year-old Dayton Leroy Rogers, whose address was listed at being in the um, being in the 105,000 block of. South Hines Road in Canby, Oregon, about 20 miles south of the crime scene. So they take off. They get to his house about 5 a.m. Of course, there's no sign of the pickup. Uh, They were told by a relative that Rogers was not home, but he could likely be found at his auto repair shop. Uh, Let's see. So they take off and go to the auto repair shop, and they get there about 5.35. Uh, After a cursory glance around outside, they knock on the door until a man with bloodshot eyes answers. Smelling of alcohol, the man identified himself as Dayton Rogers. After Turner told Rogers that he and the deputies were a part of a homicide investigation, Rogers let him on inside.
0: Oh, come on in. Yeah, sure. I've been expecting you.
2: So, although Detective Turner noted that Rogers' pupils were dilated, he observed the man had no difficulty walking and that his speech was not slurred, prompting him to conclude that Rogers had been drinking but was not drunk. When asked, Rogers told the detective he'd been at the shop all night and had been drinking Bourbon and a strawberry mixer. Ugh. Yeah. Mind if I take a look around us, Turner? Yeah. Suit yourself. Go ahead, search the place. Search the truck too, if you want.
0: Yeah. He a was dick. very
2: confident. Rogers told the detectives that his pickup truck had been at the shop all night. Um, Turner wasn't buying his bullshit and shot him a dubious glance and walked over to the truck and raised the hood. Been here all night, huh, asked Turner as he attempted to place his hand on the engine's valve cover, which was too hot to touch.
0: Yeah, That was a dumb move.
2: You've not gone out at all, huh? Rogers, or somebody had recently run the engine hard, thought Turner, as he pulled his hand away from the hot engine. What happened to your hand, asked Turner, observing that Rogers' right hand was bandaged. Did you cut yourself? Rogers explained, well, here we go. That he'd been using a hacksaw a few hours earlier, and it suddenly slipped and cut his hand. Well,
0: he was cutting off a
2: woman's foot. Sure. Turner asked if he had left the shop for first aid. Uh, Rogers responded he'd gone to Willamette Falls Hospital in Oregon City that same morning to have the wound treated. So he had left the shop, reflected Turner, who also wondered why the man had initially lied about it. He didn't have anything to hide. Why was he acting so suspiciously? Look here, the cops are catching on right away here. Well, I mean,
0: yeah.
2: there was no doubt a lot that it of holes was, uh, well, it's like Swiss <laughs> cheese over here. Uh, there was no doubt that it was Rogers pickup. That was the one seen fleeing the scene of the crime uh, It matched in appearance and the light in the license plate was plates were the same uh, because of that and his suspicious demeanor. Rogers was arrested a few minutes later and taken to Clackamas County Jail in Oregon, where he was held on suspicion of murder. Meanwhile, the detectives identified the dead woman as 25-year-old Jennifer Lisa Smith, mother of two. Oh. Uh, ad- additional background on Smith revealed she had an arrest record for prostitution and indecent exposure. Uh, they go hand in hand.
0: Not Me- always. You can be decent still exposure. You can be
2: a decent prostitute. You
0: can be expo- you know, a If you look decent and you expose yourself, that's one thing. That's one thing. Yeah, but if you are look indecent and you expose yourself
2: different story uh meanwhile acting on a tip from one of roger's relatives uh, they just turned him they just turned on him like rabid <laughs> hey. dogs hey. investigators returned to the suspect's woodburn auto repair shop where they sifted through relatives ashes be testifying they sure do sifted through the ashes of the wood stove in roger's office and they found what appeared to be rem- remnants of a burned tennis shoe Analysis later determined that the metal parts found in the wood stove closely matched the metal parts of the shoe that were discovered in the parking lot where Jennifer Smith was murdered. Because Jennifer Smith was a known prostitute and because of Rogers' continued interest in hookers, detectives hit Portland streets and interviewed as many hookers as they could, focusing their attention on those who knew Jennifer. Not surprisingly, the the detectives found several who knew Rogers, too. Many of the hookers said the detectives, many of the hookers, that the detectives talked to identified Rogers from a photo layout. Several said he told him his name was Steve. One woman even told investigators that she saw Jennifer Smith walk toward his pickup truck as if to get inside three hours before she was found murdered. The detectives learned that he nearly always told the girls he was a professional gambler, usually stating, usually saying he was from Las Vegas, but sometimes saying he was from Reno.
0: And, and I'm, I'm a high roller and I'll take you clearly,
2: to Vegas. Uh, well... For you can, really, slam, breakfast. Oh man. Uh, let's see. He it's typically he typically offered them forty to eighty dollars for a sexual scenario that involved bondage.
0: See, I don't know. Bondage just costs you a little bit more, Brandy.
2: Well, it should. Dayton uh, always had the girls completely undressed, after which he bound their hands and feet at the wrist and ankles with rope, dog collars, wire, nylon stockings, shoelaces, and the like. Anything That's that would a lot hold, of work. It does seem like that. Anything that would hold their arms and feet securely in place, uh, and then he would play with their feet and masturbate.
3: Hmm. hmm.
2: Uh, but many said that Rogers went far beyond bondage, subjecting them to intense physical pain, torture, even mutilation. One prostitute co- told the detectives that Rogers had a foot fetish and found women's arches sexually arousing. Ugh.
1: An interesting, That's so gross.
2: an interesting point that detectives noted, considering that Jennifer Smith was barefoot when her body was found. One hooker told detectives that Rogers picked her up and agreed to pay her $50 for straight sex. Instead, he tied her hands and feet and tortured her for hours by biting her on her breasts, buttocks, and feet hard enough to draw blood. See, that's not worth $50. Um, no. An- no. Another prostitute said she was subjected to the same type of treatment, except that he threatened to cut off her boobies with a knife. Ugh. Yet another hooker told the detectives that Rogers cut off her clothes with a machete... And another said he cut the heel of her foot with a carving knife. One of the women said that he had subjected her to so much pain during a six-hour ordeal that she asked him to kill her. All of the women said that Rogers liked to masturbate during the encounters. What the fuck is he paying them for?
0: Uh, he's getting off on the pain, though. I
2: think they also like... said he would always stop at a convenience store to buy orange juice that he would mix in a bottle of vodka that he always had with him. Screwdriver, He would would insist on a certain brand of orange and, if not available, would drive to another store to find it. This small detail would be his downfall. From the definitive autopsy of Jennifer Smith's body, Dr. Karen Gunson, deputy state medical examiner, determined that there were at least 11 stab wounds to the victim's body, 10 of which were very deep. The medical medical examiner said that there were 8 stab wounds to the front of Jennifer's body, one which severed a major artery on the left side of her chest and was likely the cause of her death. Jennifer also sustained slashing wounds to both her breasts, two deep stab wounds to her abdomen that pierced her stomach and a V-shaped stab wound on her back that pierced her liver.
0: Jesus. And this is in a Denny's parking lot.
2: I I know. Well, she screamed rape. I mean, she should have yelled fire. Uh, Ugh. Dr. Gunson uh, explained that the V-shaped wound might have been caused by two stabs that had overlapped. The victim also had slash wounds to both of her hands that cut all the way to the bone. Wounds which Dr. Gunson described as defensive injuries caused when the victim tried to grab the knife blade from her attacker to otherwise try to prevent him from stabbing her. Uh, Her throat had also been slit. After the investigators presented their case to the Clackamas County Grand Jury, Dayton Leroy Rogers was indicted on a charge of aggravated murder in the death of Jennifer Smith. In the meantime, on Monday, August 31st, Everett Banyard, 46, a crossbow hunter in pursuit of prey on a private 90,000-acre timber farm southeast of Malala, Oregon, nearly stumbled over the nude and partly buried body of a young woman. Yeah. Ooh.
3: <clears throat> See, that ain't what you want to find. I take Rudy out in the woods. No, that's um, not what you want to find. No. That ain't yeah. something I ever yeah. want to stumble. But you know what? That's I'm, why I don't jog. I'm actually that's, surprised. That's exactly why I don't jog. Well, I'm much,
0: lazy as well, but yeah. I don't want to find bodies. And I don't want to be a body. That's I don't want to be a body. Yeah.
3: They they have a hard time chopping me up the size I got to. But, um, now, this body, you're talking about here, Devil? Mm-hmm. It was already in an advanced state of decomposition. Mm.
0: That means that it's kind of decaying.
3: We're doing this. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. And, uh, well, that decomp, that's one, two, two three, that's like five syllables, yeah. Timmy. Yeah, that's why right. you're pulling it. Why are you giving me the think? Why are you getting so nasty at me, Timmy? You're the one saying it I'm to you. I'm
0: the producer.
3: <laughs> why why? He trying to turn us turn us against each other, devil. Now, come on. Stay on board. Stay with the and team back, now.
0: Back to the guy still off the woman's feet. I, <laughs> I got this. Wait a minute. There it is.
2: There oh. it is. Shame. Thank you, devil. Shameful.
3: Now, this decomposing body here was partly covered with brush. Now, as you could understand, he was pretty goddamn unnerved about this whole thing. Absolutely. So he left the forest as quickly as possible, uh, changed his pants, and reported his fine to the Clackamas County authorities.
0: And you know, whenever you find a body, you know it's going to be hours. You're going to be, because you're going to be a suspect.
3: Oh, if you if you ever find a body, before you call the police, get yourself something to eat. Grab yourself a Coke. Get yourself some cigarettes. Because you're going to be tied up Why for a long time.
2: Why are you talking time. like you know? Is this from experience? What the hell?
3: I, 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 We've done, we done enough stories. We've done enough of these. I know things, devil. Uh-huh. I know things. So now, while searching the area over the next several days, a total of seven female corpses were brought down from the forest ridge. Yeah, this is like Easter Egg Hunt they're having up there, and they're finding finding dead bodies.
0: Instead of Easter eggs, though, it's bodies.
3: It's bodies, yeah. Easter Eggs are fun to find. Bodies are not.
0: No, not so much.
3: Now, all were nude, of course. Um, All bore signs of stabbing, torture, and mutilation. Some of the victim's feet had been crudely removed at the ankle with what appeared to be a blade with a serrated edge, like that of a hacksaw. Hacksaw. Mm. So serrated means it's got little notches in it. So
2: you're doing it, and then you're going to get upset. No, I'm
3: telling our our listeners.
2: I think they know.
3: Okay.
0: (laughs) We have intelligent listeners.
3: Now, one victim's foot had been cut approximately two-thirds of the way through the bone. Now all you gotta do is cut at the joint and cut some tendons. I don't know why you're going off through the bone there. With the remainder just broken off. Mm. Now this prompted the detectives to consider it the perpetrator, that's the person who did this. Mm. Um the bad guy. The bad guy, in this yeah. yeah had saw these women's feet off while oh for fuck's sake. While they were still alive and conscious.
0: Yeah
3: in an attempt to elicit additional pain and suffering. Sick, motherfucker. However, the one victim whose bone had been partially sawed through and then broken and rested away likely had gone into shock, and the breaking of the bone had been a last-ditch attempt at breaking enough through the shock barrier to elicit one final response to pain. Mm
1: -hmm. This is
3: a twisted motherfucker right here. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Now, each of the victims were in various degrees of decomposition, but... Two were markedly more advanced, having been there considerably longer, which would make sense. Despite the striking similarities between the two female victims, between the female victims, on the Malala Forest slope and Jennifer Smith, nudity, signs of stabbing, torture, and mutilations, the detectives, of course, did not put these together, and they did not focus on Dayton Lee Rod stating Leroy as a possible suspect, he was in jail charged with a different murder altogether.
0: Yeah, with Jennifer's murder.
3: However, as Detective Turner walked around the site, he soon spotted miniature of vodka bottles, an old package that they had purchased that they had been purchased in, and. Disposable orange juice bottles, Timmy.
0: Mm, that orange juice motherfucker will get you every time. Same
3: kind. Orange juice be testifying, Timmy. Nah, orange juice orange be juice testifying. Be
0: testifi- O.J.
3: O.J. <laughs> yeah, O.J. Be testifying. You, man. Now, the same kind found in a back of Dayton Rogers' pickup truck. That can't be a coincidence, Timmy. No,
0: no coincidence there.
3: And as a result... That it,
0: screwdriver, Colonel.
3: Yeah, he got screwed by his own screwdriver. Mm-hmm. As a result, it did not take long for Turner to begin focus on Dayton Rogers as a prime suspect in these forest murders. He also reasoned because he was a detective. Detectives do a lot of reasoning to me. Yes.
0: Brandy, they, that means they think, think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They
3: reason. Yeah, they use logic. Yeah, they use, well, now, see, we got to go into logic because uh, yeah, she don't, yeah. she don't yeah, get logic. It's hard to break mm-hmm. it down for her. Um hmm. They were They. That? They were smart. <laughs> yeah, they. they just smart they were yeah. smart not yeah. pretty yeah they could have been pretty but he also reasoned that when all was said and done many if not most of the forest victims would turn out to have a history of prostitution arrests
0: they mm. like brandy
3: right. yeah <laughs> have you ever been convicted double no, no. okay so you're innocent until proven guilty. My you know,
0: book. there was, uh, w- one could argue, Colonel, mm-hmm. that her relationship with her e-com professor. Oh, that D- was
3: prostitution get, in its most base form.
0: To get that C plus.
3: hmm Yeah.
0: That was quid pro quo. Brandy, that means, means I'll give you something. This you for give,
2: that. Yeah. This for that. Quid pro quo. You two are cocksuckers. That means
3: you <laughs> swallow cock. <laughs> That's uncalled for. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was uncalled for.
3: And, and yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. Yeah, there was an edge. It to was gauche. Yeah, I mean, close. it wasn't even. Yeah, it was classless, devil. Yeah, we, we're we're learning swallow. You
0: know, <laughs> we need to. See, we're going to send you to finishing
3: school because I don't think school. you're finished. yet. Yeah, you're a charm school dropout, ain't you, devil?
0: You're, she's not finished.
3: <laughs> no, she's yeah. not finished at all. She does. She's certainly a rough product over there.
0: Keep going, you cocksuckers <laughs> are going to want something from me. <laughs> Continue, Colonel. Don't so, let her bother you.
3: Thank you. I'm trying to be professional. Mm-hmm. The dead, it turned out, to, were identified over the next several months as Lisa Marie <laughs> Mock, 23, Maureen Hodges, 26, Christine Adams, 35, Nandis Cervantes, a.k.a. Noni K. Austin, a.k.a. or Reetha Giles, only 16. She was the youngest uh, of that group. Oh, uh, baby. Um, Cynthia Diane DeVore, 21. One victim remains unidentified to this day, and as Turner had figured, most of the victims had either worked as prostitutes at the time of their deaths or had arrest prosti- yeah. Uh, they, they, prostitutes. Yeah, they prostitutes,
0: or maybe that one was a runaway or something. Some were heroin
3: addicts. Uh, only one had no links to prostitution or drugs. Now, Dayton Rogers is now facing seven more, Timmy. Seven more charges up. Double murder. 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 There we go. In his first trial for the murder of Jennifer Smith, Rogers testified in his own be- defense before the seven man, five woman jury. He told them he paid Jennifer forty dollars for a sexual encounter that involved bondage, which is not a bad deal.
0: No, it really isn't.
3: He explained when we got out of the truck to urinate after having bound Jennifer's hands and feet with shoelaces. Now that don't seem really all that sturdy of a bondage thing.
2: Nah, yeah, it doesn't, does it? No. She get
3: an attitude. The prostitute slipped out of her bindings and took a knife from the glove box. When he got back inside the truck, that's when she attacked me, he said. Uh,
2: oh, yes, yeah, she did. Yeah.
3: She said that Jennifer, while still nude, held the knife to his throat and ordered him not to move and give her his wallet. What the hell, where's she going to put his wallet? She nude. Yeah, Good point. Do it or die, she said. He refused and fought back. Fearing for his life, yep. he said he knocked her arm away and wrestled her for the knife, which he I'm eventually call, I'm obtained. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. I'm calling shenanigans on that because you don't ask for a man's wallet when you ain't got no pockets. Mm-hmm. So he essentially claimed all his actions were just self-defense, justifiable. After closing arguments, the case went to the jury, and the j- jury took enough time to get to lunch. You four hours. Yeah.
2: Just enough to get that two-fifty lunch.
3: The 12 jurors returned from Denny. and announced that mm. they had unanimously. Mm-hmm.
0: Unanimously.
2: Unanimously. That, means, that means everyone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fuckers.
3: They unanimously uh, voted that the murder of Jenny Smith was deliberate. Mm. They also unanimously voted that Jenny's murder was an unreasonable response to any provocation from the victim. Mm. However, after one jury adamantly opposed to the death penalty, all 12 agreed that Rogers would not pose a continuing threat to society because he will be in prison for life.
0: And he's such a good guy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Judge Gilroy immediately sentenced him to life in prison. Detective Turner and his colleagues were devastated by the sentence. They wanted to see smoke come from his hair. They wanted him to see locked in old Sparky with the sponges put on his head and the voltage run through his body and they wanted to see his body just quiver. Continue. Carl. In the last throes of death. Continue. Carl. For his payment. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Now, the jurors apparently thought a life sentence meant that Dayton would never be released. Hmm. But they have been wrong. Under a life sentence, he would be eligible eligible for parole someday, even if he was 20 or 30 years down the road. The second trial would not go so well for Rogers. What
0: happened in the second trial, Colonel?
3: More than 17 hours of grueling deliberation. That means
0: very difficult, Brandy.
3: Yeah, grueling, grueling. Not drooling, grueling.
0: Drooling would mean that water was coming from your mouth.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this motherfucker! Seriously, you know he should have just—he just should have just stabbed himself. The all-female jury. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Oh no! no. Somebody's lawyer was not doing their job. Now think about this: you got an all-female jury, right?
0: I man, I wouldn't want an all-female jury just for jaywalking.
3: (laughs) Fuck no! You got what's what's your period? About a week, right? Sure. So 25% of every month, you're on your period. Mm-hmm. So 12 women on this jury, statistically, three of them are going to be on that period. It doesn't matter if he was just shoplifting a loaf of bread for a starving family, they're going to be voting for the death penalty for the son of bitch.
0: Yeah, but he deserved it. So what happens?
3: Well, they voted unanimously.
0: Again, Brandy, that means everyone.
3: That he had murdered all seven victims without provocation. And would be a continuing threat to society, whether behind prison walls or on the outside.
0: Yeah, they argued. the The prosecutor argued that even if he was in prison, he'd be a threat to the to the inmates. To the
3: guards and inmates. Yeah. yeah. Now Judge Bagley said, "Lethal injection for you. We're gonna give you the shot. We're gonna put you down like a like a dog. If you was a dog that had cancer and sixteen years old, we're gonna treat you just like that dog. Only that dog don't have it coming. You got to come in, you son of a bitch." That's what he told him. He looked yeah, in right now. Don't editorialize.
0: And said, we got it, Colonel. He this said, gets, "If I had the
3: chance, <laughs> I'd I masturbate and come on your leg right now, Colonel, just I, like I, you I, did I, when you was in the seventh I, grade." I
0: write these scripts to be followed. Just, just saying, you're you're ad libbing.
3: Well, I am kind of the Marlon Brando of the podcast now. To me, give me a little leeway. He's, the, Mar- he's the Marvin Brando of the podcast. He's the <laughs> Marvin Brando. He's Island of Doctor
0: Moreau, Marvin Brando. <laughs> Continue,
3: Colonel dayton lee rogers is currently on death row in oregon state penitentiary for seven murders
0: he's been on death row for about 30 years
3: some of the victim's feet are missing to this day
0: Mm. what do you think about that brandy your final thoughts on dayton leroy rogers the portland foot fetish killer dude don't put that down there there's a trash
2: can for a reason your final thoughts. My final thoughts are the freak show and his
0: nasty foot fetish. Mm-hmm. If you, have you ever dated anyone that had a foot fetish? Yes. I mean, well, tell us a little bit about that. No. Let
3: me take a look. Let me see your feet, devil. No.
0: So talk, what, talk, talk. At you. what did they do? Did oh. they, they want to look at your feet or touch it? Oh, or? The devil
3: got his toenails all painted up down here.
0: Okay, yeah, Colonel. I, if I can hear you from you're talking to the mic, Colonel. Uh, so and don't grab the mic. The devil right. got the
3: devil got things. painted toenails. It's okay,
0: looking, okay. <laughs>
3: we need to post a picture of the devil's feet on the Brandy. on the page.
2: What did he do? What did the guy? No, just a lot of touching and whatever. It was nothing. Okay. If it get, if it got too weird, I was out because okay. I'm not really
0: big on feet anyway. Was yep. your feet like, are ugly. Sucking on your, your toes. Was it whatnot. like it? Was it your econ professor? No, God, oh. let it go.
2: How many years ago,
0: people? (laughs) Colonel, 20 years.
3: You know, I'm just saying, I might have not done so well in school when I was there, but I did not use my body to my advantage. Okay? (laughs) I did not give away my soul. I would probably say
2: that that's true.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I did not give away my soul. For okay. a better grade in driver's ed. You're, Although this is a true story. You would probably
0: got a worse grade. But no, no more true no, story. Seriously,
3: this is a story that's oh. so fucking crazy you cannot believe it. I had a, a my driver's ed teacher Stranger Things Two comes out on Halloween. Was, uh, oh my god, I'm getting a Dayton Rogers headache. <laughs> I'm gonna have to kill
0: someone. When I was taking they, driver's ed, I true know. story.
3: It's who I'm true gonna. story. I had a teacher who was given his math had to present give a presentation. For his master's degree class and something. Uh-huh. And I don't know what it all had to do, but it had with to do with uh, snake bites. Okay. This son of bitch promised me an A if I would do the presentation with him and let a rattlesnake bite me.
0: You uh, should have
2: done it. Let that. a
3: rattlesnake bite me.
0: Okay.
3: It now it was gonna be milked, so there would not have there would be almost no venom in the Does snake. Did it have nipples? They have nipples? Yeah. Yeah. They got long ass teeth. That's how you milk them. You. you have
2: them. nipples. Can I milk you, Greg?
3: <laughs> come, on, come on, come on over here, girl. Colonel,
0: your final thoughts on Dayton Leroy. I'm Rogers. not
3: kidding about this. I,
0: okay, okay.
3: And he He's was going to show everybody how you treated it. All My right. mama would not sign the permission so All yeah. right, Colonel,
0: your final thoughts on Dayton Leroy Rogers, the Portland foot fetish killer. Well, to killer.
3: me, given that, what I would, would would do to the man. Do, to do me.
0: you like feet, Colonel?
3: I'm not, I'm not big on feet. I like a woman to clip her toenails every once in a while. Wow. I don't like my shins to get all ripped up. Um, but I uh, I don't mind, you know, a, a foot. See, the problem is women don't seem to know, know the limits, Timmy. You know, it's like the other night we're at a restaurant, and I'm with Mrs. Colonel, and yeah. I guess she's feeling a little romantic or whatnot, you mm-hmm. know, and she was sitting across from each other as a candlelight. Thing oh my
2: god, like, get on with she, this. She
3: puts a foot at Arby's.
2: Up. <laughs> she she put, at
3: Arby's. She starts running her, her foot up, you know, my thigh or uh, my calf uh, and into uh, my and then gets it between, you know, my legs there. Uh, oh my god. But then stomps real hard, Timmy. I <laughs> and, and I don't feel I, I just didn't feel the romance. Moment. Yeah. It killed the moment. Okay, Colonel. Uh shout outs. Shout outs? You want me to give shout outs? Okay. T- let me let me position my mic properly for shout outs. Yeah, you should do that prior to the, no, start too of the different... podcast. No, that's two different.
2: I the... haven't moved my mic. One I know. I there's podcast
3: either. position and there's shout out position. Five
2: temptations, one microphone. Come on uh, there, what? Colonel. Haven't you ever seen that? They do Oh yeah, of comedy. Woo-hoo. Five <laughs> temptations, one mic.
3: Yeah, that never made any sense. The pips didn't even have microphones. They had to just sing real The pips real were loud. fucking spectacular. They were.
2: Gladys Woo-hoo. just held it out.
3: I'd rather live in nope. his world nope. than Read these. live without Read him. these oh,
2: so we all, You all. Uh,
0: all
3: right. Colonel, okay, please. let's start shout with outs, our
0: shout-outs. Well, we, we will sing... <clears throat> Uh, nope. Midnight Train to Georgia on a future podcast. We
3: will sing the whole thing. Woo, woo.
0: With all right, Colonel. You're pips, though. <laughs> That's
3: all I'm saying. All right,
0: you can be. You can be Gladys. We'll be the
2: pips. Of course, I'm fucking Gladys. All right, Colonel. <laughs>
3: we got our lovely Tasha and Miss Ophelia. Out there in sunny California. I wish I knew if Miss Ophelia had a Facebook page. I'd send her a friend request. I'm sure she's very lovely, like her daughter. She is. She is. Jeff Girdley, Jeff. Sam Hildebrand. We got Linda Middleton, Missy Dean Horton, Britt and Chris, Celine.
2: Doc- and by the way,
0: Brittany's birthday was
3: last he weekend. He
2: did. She did. She had a birthday. <clears throat> Happy birthday. Yeah.
3: Dr. Jeff, my fellow Broncos fan, Jeff Chestnut and his lovely wife, Dawn. Teresa Slavin, Tommy Boomershine, um, Shonda and Larry. All of the Trowbridge clan, Diane, Lisa, Clark. Um Colton, Phyllis Munson, Aaron Wentz, Donna Curran. I know you all jumping up and down Donna about that football game last night. Um Brian and Lisa Lawton, Olivia Meyer. Uh we got a new one, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Rachel Marie Flynn.
0: Yeah, from Cincinnati.
3: Sound like a good Irish name to me, Timmy. Yep,
0: and she's so, from the or no, from northern Kentucky. So welcome, Rachel.
3: Welcome to the show, Rachel. Um kasha gotcha.
0: the lovely kasha who's gotten a new apartment congratulations kasha.
3: oh okay well good are you fr- are you friends with Kasha? we, we not friends. uh
0: yeah I, I just said hi to her the other day and she told me she was in the process of moving to uh closer to the university there in copenhagen and oh, okay. she got a nice uh, new nice apartment she's a smart girl
3: she is kasha. kate with a C. mccarthy yes c um uh, big bad bridget clavey yes probably. byron snelling Denny McNamara from the heart of Norwood.
0: Yay, Denny. What's up? We, yeah, um, Denny's a big Bearcats fan.
3: He is a big like, Bearcats uh, like fan. like we are.
0: He right. also eats
2: White Castles during the week, which makes yeah, me concerned.
3: What makes you concerned with that?
2: Because really, the only time you should drink White Cat or eat White Castles if you've been drinking. Oh, like
3: me and a, Logie will knock the hell out of some double cheese. Like I'll tell you what, they got this really good. Their mozzarella sticks are good. Those are good. Those some are good.
0: Greasy,
2: nasty I like their fries burgers. and their uh,
1: f-
0: no. What is their? You frosty? like their chicken wings? And they Just got frosty.
3: good tater tots. Continue, Colonel. They got tater tots. Okay, William they're Truax, not a sponsor. Huh?
0: They're not a sponsor.
3: So okay. Convenient. Amber croup Gina Spillane, Trixie, Stephanie Quick, Sydney, and Michael. Hey, Sydney. I got to tell you, I'm very excited today because I've been tracking something and it says it's out for delivery. So when I get home today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have my picture from Jamie Tarantino. Oh, wonderful. Great and, artist. Oh, artist. she sent me a picture of this thing. It's incredible. I'm going to take a picture. You have to Put it, it on the page when I get it.
0: Our Facebook page, which is History Dweeves the podcast group.
3: And she put a little signature in the corner. Oh, her. okay, nice. So if she gets struck she by should, lightning. She should. It's her work. Well, no. I mean, I asked her, you know, am I going to get your signature? Because you might get struck by lightning. This would be worth a lot of money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah,
0: she's very talented.
3: Oh, she's... I mean, Logan looked at it and was like, hold it. Because Logan's very, you know. He's hard. But he's too. like, oh my God, that's the most realistic thing I've ever seen. Gabby Lewis, John Cunningham, Tara Bond, Gene Bond, Lydia, Brandy McBride, the lovely, lovely Maggie Glover, Jeff Appel, Christine Bourgeois, and just who's somebody who's just such a good sport and doesn't give us so much shit when she should really is katie Moorhead.
0: yeah katie how you doing
3: um of course somebody we 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 love deeply mary ray
0: uh mary ray is so awesome her and fallon they're they're very supportive for us on other pages and um always talk about our podcast so we really appreciate that joe hopkins as well thank you guys
3: Marvin Hammond, Andy Volley, Cheryl Muscu, Musco. Hey, Cheryl. Who's got some. Uh, Rudy said to tell your dogs hello, Cheryl. Said, ooh, we? Did you see the picture yeah, of your dogs? Yeah, very she's cute, cute little very things. Cute. Rudy was all like, oh. He's but a little like,
0: young for Rudy. Hmm? A little young for Rudy.
3: Nah, that, was, that was full grown. Don't judge. Rudy, only five.
0: Maybe maybe her dog has daddy issues. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe her dad got German Shepherd and Beagle issues. Yeah, you know that. Keith Frosty and Becky Mitchell, Steve Miller, Nicholas and Aunt Molly. Nicholas and Molly are always funny.
0: They are. And Nicholas is a professional comedian.
3: Is he? hmm Okay, well, that I'm glad he's funny then.
0: Yeah. Wish
3: Natasha Davis, Neil Eagleton, Steve Benton, Maja Zinalco. Hi, Maja. How you doing, Maja? Uh, Ali, Ali Net, Christine Howa leah pangburn natalie parsons laura Feller, lauren Feller, todd long from history goes bump diane student hey diane allison shields and aaron fowler colleen madison robin sanchez special thanks to tj youngblood yes
0: tj thank you for your support um, on patreon
3: thomas tui dave hill uh don gordon christine davidson and Susan Maxwell Angles, who has her son playing up in, uh,
2: what was it? It was he's it? a big deal in Carnegie Hall. Yeah, Carnegie yeah, Hall. It's yeah, very
3: impressive. So very congratulations, impressive. Su- Susan. But she didn't tell us her son's name.
0: No, but it's very impressive to play Carnegie Hall. It's you know, nothing you, any of us are ever going to do. No. Yeah, you
3: know how you get to Carnegie Hall. Right. Yeah,
0: practice, practice, practice.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, for us, it would be buy a ticket. <laughs> It'd be pretty much
3: pretty much if they hired us to be ushers, be the janitors. Anyway, mm. Yeah. Uh, Little Amy Waterfall, Christian Dormer, Danielle Fredrickson, Amber Anderson, Pete Fomer, Ron Radzke, um, Kelsey Fro, George Huckler. Um, let's see, Rebecca Montanley. Mike Eisenhower, Danielle frederickson Andy spiracho Toby Deese, Nancy Jalapeno, Kim Kamikaze Kazmersky, Jennifer Hawkins, Tara Chinchilla, Chicago Lindsay O'Brien, Sunyana Adanki, Eddie Rushing, Yo Handler, Sammy James. I'll tell you another one's funny, could be a comedian. Jason Dykes.
0: Yeah, Jason's yeah. really funny.
3: Amy Payne. Lovely Tyra Jenkins, um,
0: also from Chicago. Yeah, is Tyra from Chicago? Yeah, yeah. we need I might to i have do to hook a, up with her when I get we up need there. To do, not hook up with her, but you know, meet her. Yeah, meet her. We need to do a um, we need to do a live event in Chicago. Yeah.
3: Um, of course, the lovely in um, that we talked about before. Uh, with obsessively, body stuff, obsessively, obsessively calm. calm. Mm-hmm. Steph Glenn, Christina Hodges. Lefty Christina Montana. Yes. Maria Barber. Jennifer Potts. Cindy Overstreet Hamilton. Paul Mampelli, Mike Arnold, Melissa Luberano, Brittany Howe, our three Heathers, Heather Hall, Heather Poole, and Heather Marshall. Terry Hemsley. Another new one, Timmy. Kimberly Cameron.
0: Okay, Kimberly, welcome.
3: Kevin Behan, Lee, Mike Tabor, John Janke, Jeff Hopkins, of course, Mark Hammermeister, uh, Maddie Kinnan,
0: Joe Hopkins,
3: Pavlava, Amelia, Michael Daniel, Jen Moyer, of course, Jessica Bishop, Liz Evans, Brenda Deutsch, Stacy, um, Stacy Lynn, Jeff Dolan, Marion Buckwald, Jennifer Miller, Susanna Sheldon. Ramone Ramoni Danger Howard, Skip Fayou, Um the lovely, lovely Callie Jones, Brandy Deese, Andy Smizer, Dan Hammer, Norma DiMaggio, Karen Alden, Angie L Amber Trevino, um, the two Carla Nelsons, because she got two Facebook pages now, because mm-hmm. somebody hacked into her account. She's
0: got split personalities as
3: well. I know, and I was PMing the wrong. Meaner. I was PMing the wrong one for uh, an hour the other night, and she comes up and puts this thing up. If you get a firm request from me, don't accept it. It's not me. And I'm like, well, then who told me we could go out on a date Friday night? <laughs> and she, she her said, her hacker. <laughs> she said so like, the date's still on, but no bondage. <laughs> Jessica Winchester, Anita Dodd, Nancy Weiler, Weller, I'm sorry. Kristen Andreessen, Valerie Murray. Um, T- this is another very funny one Tammy Ennis.
0: Yes, she is. Tammy's um, really funny.
3: Leith McAllister, Stephanie Poling, Lauren Meredith, Kelly Colwell, Jennifer Svoboda, Lauren Meredith, Nina Instead, Another one from. Um,
0: yeah, she's from the Already Gone Already podcast. Already Gone podcast. Yeah, it's a great podcast. Already
3: Gone. Um, yeah, if you like mysteries and stuff like mm, that, it's a great one. It's really one. good. Ronnie Rhodes, Sophia Panther, Aaron Shipley, Jay Alford, Holly Woodward. Wooded. I'm sorry. Holly. Um, Deb Chappelle, Danielle Jones, Brit Danielle's from uh, Between Us Girls. Between Us Girls. Podcast. Brittany Very Martin, Margot Donahue, uh-huh. Jamie Metcalf, Meg Vancell, Allison Schneider, Sarah Taylor, Natine Sill, Amber Gilchrist, Anderson, Rachel Hummer, Hummer, <laughs> Rachel, Hummer. Rachel Hummer, Rachel Hummel, Lauren Miller, right, dude, Molly Fontenot. Sean DeBoard. Melissa Montoya, Stacy. Teres, Tim Hale, Donna Young, Melanie Young, James Ryan, Alan Dobbs, and Carol Nash, Elizabeth Brod, Mark Vernon, Paula Cowles Chris Swanson, which leads us now, Timmy, to the Colonel Squad. Mm-hmm. Lovely red ginger Angie Ball, Angie. Um, Sarah Mimosa, Sarah Spaghetti, Jim Burdick. Karen Barnes, of course. Um, another red, I got a bunch of redheads on here, Timmy. Janet, a beautiful one, too. Janet Fitzgerald.
0: Do they actually claim to be on his yes, team, they or is have. he claims them? He no. claims them. No. Oh, okay.
3: No, Janet, his, his, Francis Darton, lovely Irish last. Jessica Williams, Amanda Ball. Shannon, no, Shannon Rossi. Now, Shannon, I, I, we know you. Yeah, it's a rough a tough, time, you, tough you lost your grandma. Shannon. That was a, uh, yeah. Uh, that's a terrible feeling. And yeah, our condolences, uh, Shannon. We're thinking about you. Sorry. We hope you feel better, Shannon. Yes, Shannon. Um, and that's really all we can say. When you lose somebody, there ain't much anything anybody yeah. can say But, but we're thinking you, about it, you. But we are thinking about you. So Tiffany, Tiffany Bell, mm-hmm. Monica D'Agostino. We're thinking about you, too, Monica. She's going through a little bit of a rough patch. Hang in there, Monica. Scotty J, Angie, Angela Cobbs, um, lovely Radika Smith.
0: She is not on your team. And we just had thing. this
3: on the thing the other day. She signed the paper. She said it on the page. Sounds legit. Sounded the paperwork. No. She told me that it was just a lie.
0: She was just. A she spy. said she was
3: trying to be a spy, but she's really a double agent to I me. Mean, no. You don't know that.
0: She's very lovely, and I know that she's not on your team.
3: She has self-proclaimed being on my She's team. She's supposed
0: to tell me what her favorite commercial was from the Super Bowl. So I'm waiting for that.
3: Um, the very lovely Liz Keating. Um, Let's see who we got. Did I say Jennifer Burdick? No.
0: And You don't want to forget Jennifer.
3: Jennifer Burdick. Um, of course, Jennifer Siemens. Mm-hmm. Now, she has claimed that you can argue Jennifer Siemens with me. Mm-mm. She's she's Team Colonel for life. Yeah, all right. I'll give you... Uh, I'll, I'll agree to
0: that. Jennifer is okay. a very nice lady.
3: And then we have a uh, uh, lovely Southern Belle, transported New Yorker, mm-hmm. um, who who sent a special request. said, could you say it? Not in the Colonel's voice, in your name. All right. In your voice. All right. So a, sp- a special shout-out to Jen Wicks. All right, Jen. So there we go. And um a lovely you know I I just love this this girl all right Fallon lovely how, Fallon. how could you not love she, Fallon
0: you know you know what she she always mentions us on other uh, Facebook pages and helps us uh, promote the show so thank you
3: uh Fallon it's very sweet of you shes just one of those people that you think you know what you just like the hug her if you've seen her okay don't do that go ahead ah, she'd like it she'd like a hug from everybody she's a sweet girl and then what's wrong that. with that no means no uh, hugging is a uh, let me give you no, a hug come me, here devil give don't. me a big yeah, give, give me a big you hug, know what i gave on. you a
2: hug a couple years you ago did, yeah.
3: yeah that's been two years so i guess and, and that's plenty when yeah. the cicadas come back around again it's time for another hug i suppose we'll see. and then we got um nicola Nicole beautiful Reed. beautiful and beautiful and smart nicola um grudgingly, I say Ali because we're in a blood feud.
0: The lovely Allie from... Ali is beautiful. Australia.
3: Um, mate. And you can't really, they come as a package. The lovely and glowing, now glowing, Charlie.
0: I would like to say, Charlie and Ali uh, from the Insight Podcast, they just reached one million downloads, which yes, is yeah, great. That's pretty congratulations. incredible. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations, lady. That's they, they got maybe.
3: almost as many as we do.
0: No, they have far <laughs> more than we do. And no, it's not right. in.
3: Uh, I told them the other night we were in a private. Te- in alternative fact world, we really have more listeners and get more
0: downloads. They do. They, it's a great show and they put a lot of hard work in it.
3: Would you quit a, being so damn nice to them? To I'm me, just, we're in a war. We're in an no, East Coast, West we Coast podcast not. war with we them. We are not. Continue, Colonel. Well, uh, Insight better stay off my turf. I'm That's getting, all I'm, I'm telling They
0: got about. an interesting podcast tonight. It's about the. About a kid who disappears. I and know. Then, I want to watch It an shows impo- up, another a, one that shows up. Yeah, the, yeah. An imposter comes in his place. It's really strange, true story. I watch I, that. I want to listen to that tonight. I'm going to listen to that tonight. Because
3: I won't be listening to this one tonight. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Neither will many other people. So. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, Allie and Charlie. So that wraps up that, except for the beautiful, the one, the only Lady Beverly. Yeah, yeah. And Hi, Sully. Lee.
0: Hi, Lady Beverly.
2: And Hi, Graham. Beverly.
3: And Alexandra. The whole yes, family. Yes. The whole family. And well, who I save for last every single episode, Timmy. And the reason okay. we do this show, the reason we get up in the morning, Timmy. Who, <laughs> Colonel? Please. Come on. Come on, you're you, you do make me say it. Come on, yes, somebody say it. say it, it please. Say, see,
0: if this Mom, would, hi, Mom. Daddy Scott. You for, thank you for the listening. The wonderful Dottie Scott. Thank you for listening, Mom.
3: Brandy, where can people
0: find us? Find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two pages. We have History Dweebs uh, page where we post a lot of history-related stuff, and then we have History Dweebs, the podcast group, and that's where all these folks that the colonel's been – yammering about um that's where we hang out we interact and it's a fun group and there are a lot of interesting folks on there so join us on history dweebs the podcast where
3: i am an administrator and i will kick your ass right off the page
0: no you won't no you i can but i'm not you don't don't be a dick
3: like i'm throwing my power around
0: and
2: don't ask people for their panties that's (laughs) not cool (laughs) well you know depends depends. not cool
0: all right. Um, Don't
2: ask people for their panties on the thread about not being a dick. Uh, can
0: I, I – I, I would say that the Colonel's willing to give his panties any, to anyone. Yeah. Anybody I, wants Chuck's I panties. <laughs>
3: I wear banana hammocks.
0: I would like to uh, – you can also find us on iTunes, and there's a couple of podcasts. Uh, uh, we got a couple of reviews. If you leave us a review, we are very, very grateful. We got one from podcast listener 16. Thank you very much for your kind words as well as ddjo 26 thank you for your kind words. There was two five-star um, reviews that we've got, and we really appreciate that because it helps people find the show. Thank you very much. You can also find us on Twitter at <coughs> HistoryDweebs1. You can also follow the colonel, although I don't know why you would want to, but you can follow him at HawkWaters. In the meantime, thank you for listening, and we'll see you all again next time on History Dweebs. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.